Warning, anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I kneel down and pray to whatever gods are out there to provide a mere morsel of mercy. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. And have I got a treat for you today, Remington? Oh god, I am... I mean, quite the slump, Sean. A slump? Yeah, the past, the past couple episodes have really kicked my ass. I don't know, man. I feel like I was doing a good job. I gave you a nice piece of trash to start you off, cleanse your palate, <gasps> and then I gave you something that a lot of people really loved. Was that wrong of me? Yes. I, I think ethically it goes against the Geneva Convention, what you have done to me and what you will continue to do to me. The subtext listing what animes you're allowed to show your friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's a subheading under what constitutes as torture. <laughs> well, in my opinion, this show that we're going to talk about today is not torture, unless you have a severe problem with sweetness. Sweetness. Are we talking about sweetness in the general sense, like, oh, you're so sweet, you're so kind, you're so nice, or sweetness in the pastry sense of delicious baked goods? A little of both, actually. Okay. Last week, we talked about shonen briefly. Yep. And this week, obviously, I'd like to talk about the opposite. Which was shoujo. Shoujo? You were right the first time, Rem. Shoujo. Shoujo. <laughs> which, if you remember from shonen, which translates to young man or young boy. What... Shoujo is for young women. You are learning, Rem. I am learning, Sean. In fact, I am a, a straight-A student in anime, probably. Probably. Ish. Ish? Asterisk. Mm, big Some asterisk. conditions may apply. Citation needed. <laughs> so today I decided... Last week, it was a little rough. You know, I chose a very popular, very straightforward shonen anime. So this time, I thought I'd choose one that's a little more different from your standard shoujo affair. Okay. You know what's really different from a shoujo? Another shonen. <laughs> what are the odds? What if I told you that there is kind of a nice balance between shoujo and shonen? I mean, shonen sucked ass, so I wouldn't be happy Okay, about you're that. judging an entire subgenre. Based on one anime. That's the one data point I have, Sean. <laughs> one day, I will have fleshed out nuanced opinions. That day is not today. <laughs> well, I promise you I will try and pick a shonen anime that you do enjoy and love. Because I am shonen trash and there's a lot of shonen animes that I am just a sucker for. So today, Remington, we are going to talk about a lovely little anime that is titled... Ore monogatari. Those first couple words have me real... Just say those those first... You know which ones to repeat. Ore? Yeah, yeah, yep. And then it gets into... Monogatari. Oh, that's... It, it literally has Oremo in the title. Oh, not really. <laughs> oh, God. See, Remington, if you remember from Oremo, the first couple words were my. My little sister. Yep. 
Ore is actually just that. It's a term of self-addressal. It's like a my. All right, so so repeat it, and I'm going to translate in my perfect Japanese. Ore monogatari. And that ore monogatari means my sweet little donut. <laughs> I mean, that's very sweet of you, Rem. <laughs> that's how I consider you, Sean. You're, you've always been my sweet little donut. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> yes, what can I say? Your stick-like f- figure really is bulging out. I don't think we're allowed to say that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have the explicit tag for a reason. Exactly. But no, to clarify a little bit more, ore means myself, but it's more of a gruff, rougher, masculine way of saying myself. Ore. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, if you were introducing yourself, it'd be something along the lines of, Ore wa shon desu. <laughs> I don't know if you'd add the desu or not. <laughs> I'm not an expert in Japanese. It clearly says that in the disclaimer. Yeah, we, we know nothing. Even Sean, who's supposed to be the one who knows things, on balance, knows nothing. Yep, uh, we are regular Jon Snows up here. But at any rate, Remington, Ore Monogatari has an English translation, which, in my opinion... Not as good, because... I, I think it's as good, well, because it, I'll understand it. Well, you'll understand it, yeah, it just doesn't flow off the tongue better. The English translation is, My Love Story, with two exclamation marks. Two exclamation marks? Yep. Oh, we're really excited now. Oh, yeah. I thought Toradora or Umaru-chan, they, they could get a little bit excited, but now we are we're in new ground. There's a reason for the two exclamation marks, if you believe it. Anytime there's a reason for something I don't understand, I get really concerned. The main reason is because the main character is super loud. Okay, I can resonate with that. So what this show is about is about a first-year high schooler by the name of Takeo Goda. Takeo Goda. Yeah, it's not a K-starting name. How does that make you feel? Uh, it's a bit better. It's a bit better? If it's not a K, it is always a T. I gotta prove you wrong next time. <laughs> <laughs> 90% of anime names are K, T, sometimes M. Sometimes M. That's the rule. That's the rule. Okay. So, Takeo Goda, not your average high school. He is, well... Psychic, a wizard, wants to murder everyone, a sociopath, a nobody, a spirit, a ghost of some sort. Huge. <laughs> He's just a fat kid? Okay, he's not fat. He's not fat. He's just big in every sense of the word. That means fat. No, 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 no. This is just a love story about a fat Japanese high school kid. It's not, though. Oh, my God. It's not. It's about It's about uh this high school kid who is big. But big as in... Tall. He's over seven feet tall. Jesus Christ. Yep. And he is incredibly muscular. Like, ah, okay. like a giant gorilla or bear is how he's often described. This feels much more shonen than shoujo so far. A little bit. Uh, and it does have some shonen tropes in it. Boo. Mm, don't say boo now. <laughs> when I say shonen tropes, I mean it has a lot of attention to some manliness and uh, honor and sensibilities and things like that. Don't care about any of those things. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> and uh, Takeo, as is the same with just about every high schooler, is thinking about romance and love and things of that nature. Problem is... He's huge and he's intimidating looking. So, of course, girls, not likely to approach him because he's not what you'd consider attractive conventionally. You just said he was super muscular. Yeah, but in a big bear, like, monstrosity kind of way. Not, uh, 
like a big buff hey ladies kind of way i'm waiting for the twist to come where he's actually just a bear (laughs) (laughs) funnily enough there is an anime where the characters are bears the law of numerous anime still applies every time i satirically joke about an anime it exists we might get to that later so of course Takeo being a huge big guy, kind of intimidating to look at. He has a hard time approaching women, so usually they run away from him or they're just flat out intimidated by him, don't want anything to do with him. It's the Godzilla effect. You see Godzilla running down the street, you ain't gonna approach it. And it turns out Godzilla was just trying to sell you some Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) Yeah, Godzilla, very pleasant little monster, just coming down the neighborhood trying to sell cookies, hasn't sold a single one, also owes a lot in debt for property damage, so you're gonna need to sell a lot more cookies for that. I don't know about you, Remington, but I'd tag along with Godzilla. God damn. (laughs) At any rate, so he has a hard time compounded by the fact that his best friend, Makoto Sunakawa... Makoto... Sunakawa. Sunakawa. ...is the definition of handsome pretty boy. So, of course, every girl that sees him immediately falls for him. Don't point at yourself, (laughs) Remington. (laughs) In my defense, I was pointing to both of us, though I was just saying that's our dynamic. Uh... Yeah, basically. Way Way to punch me in the gut right there with that. The only downside is, is I don't have the big, tall, muscular frame to work with. <laughs> At least he has that going for him. You you got that nerdy, ginger David Tennant vibe going on. That's about all I got going for me, so I have to make it work. <laughs> uh, Sunakawa, being incredibly attractive, tends to steal the attention of all the girls, especially the girls that Takeo tends to have crushes on. If he's a good friend, he's gonna wingman. Come on! Uh, a little bit better than that, actually. He always refuses the girls that ask him out. That's not bet. No, what? Well, the thing is, little spoiler here, all the girls that... Uh, is he ask- gay? No, uh, maybe. <laughs> 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 That's one of the common things. I don't think so. I just think he's okay with not being in a relationship. But the primary reason he usually refuses is because the girls usually talk about Takeo behind his back, and he hears this and refuses them because they're uh, insulting his best friend. Ah. So a real stand-up kind of guy. Just the quiet kind. I don't know. I don't like him already. (laughs) Just because you're loud and obnoxious doesn't mean that everybody has to be, Rem. Wait a minute. Yeah, you said that the main character was loud and obnoxious, and you've provided me two not-loud, not-obnoxious characters. Takeo is very loud. Oh, is he? He's a big, giant dude who is all about manliness, who will shout his thoughts constantly. Okay, then, yeah, he has reason to be stigmatized. He seems real socially awkward. He is very socially awkward. You have just touched on the entirety of this show. <laughs> oh, it's it's just watching a documentary about our friendship, Sean. It really is, sadly. <laughs> so, one day, where the plot really happens, after you get introduced to these two characters, the plot really starts when, one day, Takeo notices a high school girl stuck in a tree worse actually a high school girl that is currently in the process of being groped on a public train oh god yeah he sees this and of course intervenes yep by pulling the guy off of him her (laughs) pulling the guy off of her (laughs) 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 yeah he's like no 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 if she's getting groped i'm getting groped (laughs) it's my turn to get groped now buddy (laughs) I haven't been with a girl ever because I am large and socially awkward, but you're mine now. <laughs> Welcome to my neighborhood, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so he pulls the groper off of her, 
and introduces himself to Rinko after the incident is over. After turning in the culprit, Yamato wishes to thank Takeo by doing, you know, the natural thing, which is baking goods for him. She shows up at his apartment one day while him and Tsunakawa are sitting down with a nice big cake as a thank you for saving me from a creepy groper. It would have been so great if it were donuts, though, wouldn't it be? It would have been perfect. There it... are, I will tell you this, there are donuts in the show. Oh, what are the size of the donuts? Are they little and sweet? They are about, uh, I'd say, half the size of your standard donut. That is a little donut, and presumably they're sweet. Have you ever heard of a salty donut? Yes, there are savory donuts out there. You're a savory donut. Oh, <laughs> <Why>, thank you. <laughs> And as they have a conversation talking about uh, school life and things of that nature, Takio, of course, kind of falls for her because she's a cute high school girl and what high school boy wouldn't fall for a cute high school girl. She is a cute girl who has exhibited any amount of kindness. Exactly. Oh, boy. But as has been happening in the past, he assumes that she is sticking around for Sunakawa. But this time, since he thinks that uh, Yamato is such a nice girl that he is going to be the ultimate wingman and try and get them together. Oh, here we go. About some, about time for some wingman action. Exactly. So, of course, Takeo tries to do everything in his power to have them spend time with each other and get them closer. Hey, and baby, you know who you want to bang? My best friend right here. Exactly, exactly. Even though he still has a major crush on her. He's putting his crush on her aside for the sake of his best friend. Kind of noble but also kind of self-destructive. And throughout the entire event, he is thinking about how he himself might one day be the object of romance. This is feeling real awkward. Yeah. Guess what? It's an awkward show a hmm. lot of the time. Hmm. Not sure how I feel about that. I've, I enjoy many awkward shows, especially British comedies. However, I also dislike many awkward shows. That's fair. But I think you'll like this one because, honestly, the thing about this show is it is super cute and girly and got a lot of moe in it. <laughs> I don't like things just because they have moe. I like the moe elements in them. Let's make that clear right now. Fist of the North Star had a bit of moe. Terrible. It's the last on the list of any that we've watched so far. Meanwhile, something like Mirai Nikki, no moe, amazing. Fair enough, fair enough. So... It is a shoujo anime, Remington, which, of course, is directed towards girls. But have, it's a little odd to think that a show directed towards young women stars a manly main character, wouldn't you say? A little bit, yeah. That's what makes the show really interesting, is it is 100% a shoujo anime, but it has a lot of focus on the male main character. Normally in a shoujo anime, you'd have a female protagonist going after a couple different guys, or just one guy, or you know, characters of their choice, you know, super girly, super sweet. In this case, you've got the focus on a very manly character uh, attempting to deal with romance with your stereotypical shoujo character. You know, I feel like I am much more optimistic about liking a shoujo than a shonen. I feel like that's much more down my alley because with shonen, I feel like a lot of emphasis is on the action and stuff like that. Whereas with shoujo, I feel like it's more likely to be character focused. And for me, I am not really huge into action, but characters I'm all about. So I feel like I am more likely to like shoujo than shonen. You know what? I can agree with you on that because I know you pretty well. And I thought I, you might like this anime quite a bit. 
for just the pure sake of it being more character focused and more focused on interpersonal relations and things like that. So I honestly thought you'd probably put this higher on the list than you did the other ones. Wow, all right. Yeah, at least higher than Umaru-chan is what I'm hoping for. Umaru-chan is ranked, let's see, I think I would rank Umaru-chan the third best that we've seen so far. Which hurts me on a deep emotional (laughs) level, you moe piece of shit. (laughs) It's just so good. It's so well done. (laughs) And... That's what's really interesting about the the show is the separation of standard shoujo tropes to new and interesting characters. All right. I'm feeling pretty ready. Is there anything else that I need to know about any of the plot or characters before we head in to my love story? Physics are a little bit broken in this show. I'll be honest. Oh? Usually surrounding Takeo. Why? Well, because he's huge and giant and does things that most normal humans don't seem to be capable of doing. Is, is he going to, like, flip an ambulance and then throw a kid three miles? Uh, nothing that extreme. Just some things along the lines of catching heavy falling objects, throwing people really high into the air. Uh, basically the running joke is that he's so huge and doesn't always understand his own power, so he'll kind of overdo things, or... This is a comedy, by the way, if you couldn't figure that. Oh god, Sean, I'm worried. I'm wor- <laughs> Here's what's gonna happen, Sean. I already know the end. I already know how the end of this show goes. Have you seen Mice and Men? <laughs> <laughs> He's I- going to, to wrap her up in his arms and then accidentally break her neck. Uh, I can confirm there are no rabbits at the end of this series. Oh, thank goodness. On a side note, Of Mice and Men is one of my favorite anime. <laughs> I, I love it too. <laughs> I love it too. In fact, after we're done recording, I'll take you to look at the rabbits. How does that sound? It sounds great. We'll be right back. <laughs> How you feeling, buddy? Not great, Sean. Not great. Hmm, once again, Remington, it seems that you're not happy. I was so optimistic with this. I really thought this would be something I could enjoy. This would be down my alley. And I was wrong. (laughs) What? You think I picked this on purpose or something for you? It was so bad. Oh, I don't think it was that bad, Remington. You think wrong. It definitely was that bad. But Remington, as far as shoujo anime go, it's in the top 50 on uh, myanimelist.com. That just means that at least all but 50 shoujo are terrible, and maybe all shoujo is terrible. So you're disregarding yet another entire subgenre of anime. With my single data point, you're damn right I am. Wow, Remington. You do realize that both shonen and shoujo consist of the vast majority of young adult anime, right? Well, it sounds like I dislike the vast majority of young adult anime. So, Remington, what was your problem with this show? This show seems very innocent and fluffy. You you say... You say, what is my problem? As if I only have a single problem, Sean. The problems are very numerous. Care to expound on that? 
Yeah, you know, why don't we start with the Red Ogre himself, Takeo, all right? Yeah. Let's start with the main guy. What, the really big guy with a heart of gold? Wouldn't say a heart of gold. He has decent intentions, but he's also horribly inconsiderate because he's an idiot. <laughs> Oh, Remington. But here's the thing. This monstrosity, which first of all, before we get into his personality, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Those lips <laughs> really messed me up. For the first episode, every time he would look to the screen, look into my soul, those lips so distorted <laughs> and terrible. It was viscerally uncomfortable. I was squirming in my seat every time. But Remington, he's supposed to be not attractive. And he's definitely not. So you know what? For being uncomfortably awful, they get a small success. But for making me want to stop watching every time he showed his goddamn face, that success is taken away. <laughs> oh my god. So, you're not a fan, Ravington? You're not a fan of Takeo? Not at all, but and not just the physical features. Let's talk about him as a character. This is our first male protagonist who is not completely bland and without personality. I thought you would like that. And that's great, but the personality he has is so terrible because he is cripplingly socially awkward, but in a toxic way. He has that nice guy, white knight, any girl who smiles at me I'm immediately in love with. And that's harmful. That's a harmful view. And it never discusses the toxicity of that mindset. But Remington, they're kids. They are kids. However, just because something is juvenile doesn't mean I can't call it out for being juvenile. Fair enough, I suppose. But while that can be a bad mentality for the majority of cases, in this case, Yamato seems like a fairly nice girl. Oh god, Yamato. Alright, and we move on to my second biggest problem of this anime. Yamato. What's wrong with Yamato? She's a cute anime girl who likes to bake food and is kind to just about everybody. And there is literally nothing else to say about Yamato. That one phrase sums up the totality of Yamato's character. You know two things about Yamato. She likes to bake and she likes Takeo. That's it. That's all. We don't know about her family life. We don't know about her friends. We don't know about her social life or dreams of the future. Any of that. We know nothing about her besides she immediately fell in love with Takeo. That's it. She likes to bake. She likes Takeo. She has no character beyond that. Well, I mean, we learned a little bit about her friends. They just kind of turned out to be judgmental bitches. Okay, yeah, every girl who's not Yamato is a judgmental bitch. That's just how the world works, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you are either bland and meaningless, or you're a bitch. There's no third category whatsoever. Oh, but Remington, she was saved from a groper by Takeo. Isn't that just the perfect recipe for a romance to start? Just two months ago, Sean, I was taking the bus and I noticed a guy creeping on this girl and so I intervened and that girl and I never talked. She seemed appreciative that I intervened, but beyond that, we don't know each other. I just stepped in because that's a good thing to do, not because I'm like, ooh, I wonder if this will get me in a romantic relationship. That wasn't his intention from the get-go. 
he just saw a bad situation and decided to make it stop. It's just mm. after she turned around and he saw her face is when things kind of got fogged by the power of boners. Yeah, because as soon <laughs> as anybody so much as smiles at Takeo, boom, he's in love. That's that. Who needs to care about personality or what's on the inside? They smiled at me, and that is love. Who needs to care about who they are? They saved me, and that is love. Again, you said it yourself. Takeo is kind of an idiot. 100%. And that may explain his actions, but it doesn't excuse his actions. You can be like, oh yeah, he's a simple guy. That's why he acts the way he does. And yeah, I totally understand. Some characters can be simple, stupid, ignorant, and inconsiderate. And some characters, I'm not gonna like. <laughs> so you're saying that you're not a big fan of these characters because of their pure simplicity, even though this is a very simple, straightforward show? No, you take a look at this and then you compare it to a show that you hate. You think it is so trashy and simplistic, Umaru-chan. Umaru-chan is just as simple, but it is aware, it is clever, it thinks it through, and that is something that my love story does not do. Not everything can be self-aware, Remington. And not everything can be good. I understand that. What you are telling me, Sean, is you are saying, yes, you don't understand, Remington. The shit in between the bread is what makes it a shit sandwich. I get it, Sean. I understand that it wouldn't be a shit sandwich without the shit. However, that can still be a terrible sandwich. <laughs> oh, this is delightful. I wasn't expecting you to suffer this much for this particular anime, Remington. I was so optimistic! Uh, I just thought it'd be a nice, simple, little fluffy piece of, you know, anime bullshit that would, you know, distract you from how much you hated last times. Nope. Nope. Just uh, a very heavy reminder. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was not expecting to get this many laughs. I was, I'm just so happy. I am not. Well, there's one other character that is really important to the show. The most important character, in my opinion. That is his best friend, Sunikawa. How do you feel about Sunikawa? Sunikawa's pretty good. He has his flaws, but if anything were to ever redeem this anime, it would be Sunikawa. He is self-aware. His moments are very humorous. His motives mostly make sense. And he's an interesting character. Well, what doesn't make sense about his motives? Well, there's just a few moments where it feels oversimplified or forced what he's doing. And so it feels like some of his actions are just taken to move along the plot. But I'm more or less willing to forgive that because at least with him, that's the exception rather than the rule like it is for his counterparts. But what about the humor, Remington? What about the humor of this big, goofy motherfucker just running around making a fool of himself? Doesn't that bring a chuckle to your soul? Straight up, there were a few moments that had me entertained. Like when he gets stuck in the manhole cover <laughs> because he's just so sad and listless. That was enjoyable. There were genuinely a few good comedic moments. When it comes to romantic comedies, this one is more funny than most that we've seen. However, the comedy was not always present, and it was often hit or miss. Now, when it hit, it hit well. But my problem definitely is not with the comedy of this anime. That is the one element that, on balance, 
it did properly. And I have to admit, the comedy is actually my favorite part of this entire show, just because just all of the strange situations this giant of a man gets himself into can be pretty hilarious. His random feats of strength and his stupidly overconfident physicality just kind of makes for some really hilarious moments from time to time. But it makes me wonder, Sean, how can the creators of this anime show such self-awareness in the comedic moments, but then have it be utterly lacking in the story and character building? That is a very good question. And honestly, Rem, a lot of people really like the story of this show. What? Why? Because... Honestly, I think it gives people hope. <laughs> that 100% has to be it. This is a show, you say that it's for young women, but I would argue it is probably for young men like Takeo, who are socially awkward and fall in love at the drop of a hat, and this makes them think, oh, maybe I have a chance. And I want to I want to talk to anybody who has ever been in that category, male or female, if you feel like you've been awkward with whoever you're romantically inclined towards, and you wonder if anybody will ever like like you and you fall in love too quickly i want to talk to you just me to you sean you can plug your ears if this isn't important uh, it's my show rem so to all of you people out there i want you to know there is nothing fundamentally wrong with you you may think that you're socially awkward that maybe you're not enough for anybody i want to reiterate there's nothing wrong with you but you should stop viewing what you have to do to make people like you and instead change that mentality into what you have to do to become a better person for you. And if you focus on that self-progress, then the rest will fall into place. Stop feeling like you need outside validation, especially outside romantic validation, to mean anything. You are great people out there. Just focus on becoming the best you possible and the rest will pan out perfectly fine. That is a message that would have been great to see in this anime, but never was. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I've watched the entire uh, series of the show, the whole season, and that topic does come up very subtly and very straightforwardly at the same time. It's a weird dynamic because everything about Takeo is... What, what you've just told me is that Suna mentions it to Takeo one time. Basically, yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, it tries to be subtle with the idea of no matter who you are, there w could be someone out there for you and you don't have to worry that much about uh, changing yourself to fit another person's ideal. But at the same time... It doesn't really have any proper subtlety to it. It's just kind of blatantly, oh, look at Takeo, he's big, he's simple, he's a lovable oaf, and that there's someone that cares about him that way. Yeah, but I, I even disagree with the message, there's always somebody out there for you. I think that that is fundamentally a toxic message dressed up in kind language. The message instead should be, it doesn't matter if you're with anybody. It doesn't matter if you have a significant other or if people are romantically interested in you. You need to find that validation on the inside. And that doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean it's simple. But overall, if you find a way to live your life with intrinsic motivation and intrinsic value, then that will be a much more worthwhile life, Sean. You just summed up Sunakawa's character. Yeah, which is why Sunakawa was the great one. <laughs> because Sunakawa is constantly approached by people and he thinks to himself, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. That would be a hassle. 
And that is basically what you just said, simplified. 100% recognizing if you're in a relationship, fantastic. If you're not in a relationship, fantastic. It's not that fantastic, Rev. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Sean, you always have me. I'm going to die alone. (laughs) But at any rate... I did a lot more research into the show than I rightfully should have, mostly because I thought back to our episode on Umaru-chan and how you found a bunch of subtleties in it. And I thought to myself, okay, not sure for certain how well he's going to like this. He might like it, might not, wasn't certain. So I thought I'd go dig deep and try and find those deeper subtleties, see what I can dig up from the show, some kind of hidden meanings to try and sprinkle it over Remington to see if he likes any of that kind of thing. All right, hand me the hidden meanings. Hand me this this deep, well-thought-out gold in all of this manure. It's mostly Sunakawa. I see! See! <laughs> Sunakawa, the only worthwhile character, is the only one who has a worthwhile message. I genuinely believe. <laughs> I genuinely believe that Takeo and Yamato are, on balance, toxic people with toxic lessons to learn from them. And it's not because they're bad, they're both kind, they're just horribly misguided. Fair enough. And actually, Remington, this show is more about friendship than it is the romance, in my opinion. Oh, man. Uh, Sean, I mentioned a comment about this, and it sounds like a joke, but I want to establish right now before I tell our listeners, this is not a joke. I think this would be a much better story if Suna and Takeo ended up together. If the best friends ended up together in a gay bromance, because they're the only ones with any real chemistry in this entire show. But Remington, just because you and I have good chemistry as friends doesn't mean I'm gonna be jumping on you anytime soon. I understand that, but it might make for a more interesting story. I don't want to be a part of that story, (laughs) Rem. I like the way things are now. <laughs> Making a silly podcast with my friend. I, that's all I want, Rem. That's all, I, that's all I want our relationship to be for now. If I was Takeo, I would cry, run to the corner, probably break something, and just skulk. You Don't you do that anyways? Well, I mean, yes, but usually for different reasons. <laughs> so, yeah, I did try my best to find a lot of small subtleties, and I found a few, mostly through Sunakawa, and there is a mini-character arc in a couple of the episodes featuring Takeo's relationship to Sunakawa, mostly around when it's okay to focus on your relationship versus your friends, your friends over your relationship, when it's okay to be selfish, and when it's okay to uh, give yourself ultimately to other people. There was a whole story arc where Sunakawa is going through a hard time, but because Sunakawa cares so much for his friend, even though he's gone through a hard time, he refuses to ask Takeo for his support and guidance and tells him to spend more time on his girlfriend. Why can't the show be about Sunakawa only? That would be a good question, honestly. Though I will say it's very unfortunate that this is a show solely about three characters. There are more characters that go on. Do they matter at all? Because we've had a few sort of side characters pop up, and all of them have been meaningless. What, you don't like Afro guy? Good old Afro guy, mom one and mom two. Oh boy, it's starting to become such a party of depth and nuance. (laughs) 
I will say that they will get a bunch of different characters and they will expound more on the relationships of these characters. In fact, even Afro Guy gets a little bit of a romance arc. I can't even remember his name, but he does have one episode where there are romantic inclinations. Of course, why wouldn't there be? Yeah, and honestly, the parents are actually kind of the funniest thing in the show, Takeo's parents. You don't get to see him. Does, in... does he have anybody but... We've only seen mothers. He does have a father. Oh, God, I, I'm terrified. I was terrified to see the mother. I'm even more terrified to see the dad. I'm going to tell you... I right... want the dad to be a model. I'll tell you right now, you know how when genetics, two people make a child and that child looks a little bit like the mother and the father? Yeah. This is the best example of that in anime I have ever seen. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like... It takes quite a few episodes before um, Takeo's father shows up. You mostly see his mother. And as soon as you see his mother for the first time in the first episode? I think so. You're like, oh yeah, no, that's that's Takeo's mother. That's that's straight up Takeo's mother. Those terrifying lips, I'd recognize them anywhere. <laughs> then his father comes in and is like, oh yeah, that's his father. I can't tell who he takes after more. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, they're very different looking people, which is... It's strangely well done on the genetics front, so I applaud the uh, the author for that part. <laughs> Listen here, my love story. You may lack all self-awareness, have terrible character-building, relationship-building, world-building, plot-line, but you have decent comedy, and your understanding of genetics is impeccable. <laughs> yeah, no, like... I think that's where a good chunk of the value comes in the show is in the comedy and the focus on friendships as opposed to the romantic stuff. Romantic stuff is clearly set up as the main plot point, which is kind of the case for a lot of shoujo anime and manga. Because obviously if it's directed towards young girls, it has to be about romance. I just feel like this anime took... It took the best elements of Umaru-chan and the best elements of Toradora, and then it took a giant dump on both of those and said, Who needs them? I understand that completely, friend. I do like this show. I, I will unabashedly How? admit, I like it. How? For the reasons I've listed, Rem. I like the comedy. Oh. I like the silliness of it. But there's and, so much better things out there. And I agree with you. There's way better things out there. I don't think this is an 8 out of 10 show. I think this is closer to like a 6 or 7 out of 10. It's a solid 2, maybe 3? Yeah, but you're picky, Rem. But, you know, when this show came out, I enjoyed it. I sat down, watched every episode, and I'll be honest, first time I watched it, I didn't finish the series. Because I got a little sick of uh, the romance aspects. Because the romance aspects are really, really bad. Yeah, I completely didn't watch the last two episodes, so... I, I think that it's very interesting. We've seen quite a lot of rom-coms so far. And usually, they do the romance decently, but not amazing. And then they usually forget about the comedy. This rom-com did really well with the comedy. And I think is the worst on the romance element of any of the ones we've seen so far. Even though it's titled My Love Story? Yeah, it's... Oh, God. And can we just say, that title, oh boy, how unique and creative. <laughs> but it's got two exclamation marks, Rem. Oh, it's real excited. And then I saw it, I saw it written out, and MY is capitalized, and then love is lowercase, and then STORY is capitalized. So it just takes you on a roller coaster. Yeah, so it's MY LOVE STORY with the extra exclamation mark because you know he's loud. God damn. Yeah, but Remington, honestly, I think it sounds better in Japanese. I'd agree with that. Yeah, Ore Monogatari. Yep. Which, funny thing, uh... If For those of you who know anything about Japanese, the word love isn't even in the Japanese title. Wait, what? 
Yeah, because Monogatari is just story. So then, so it's just my story? Directly translated, yes. That's equally stupid. <laughs> I was debating whether that was more or less stupid, but it is just equally stupid. Yeah, so the alternate English title is just my story with the two exclamation marks. You can't forget the exclamation marks. They're important. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a little, little wishy-washy, and honestly... One of the biggest problems in the anime industry, primarily from animes derived from light novels, is titles are hard to do, man. Apparently, titles just don't make as much sense in Japan as they do here. Because, I don't know if you remember, but when we talked about Oremo, which was, oh, the full title was My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute. You're bringing not... me back to a dark place. Yeah, weren't you already in a dark place with this? A, a darker place. <laughs> Light novels tend to have the sentences as titles, which, not really good, but it's a common syndrome you'll find in a lot of light novel-focused anime. Come on, Japan, up your title game! Seriously, though, it, like, you can almost always tell if it's a light novel rendition based on the length of the title. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, sometimes they do all right. Like, Sword Art Online, not a bad title yeah, from a light fine. novel. Uh, Ori Monogatari, the, it's short, sweet, and simple. Not a light novel, but it's a good flowing title. It's just weird that the fact that the love isn't in there at all. Yeah. But if you were to add the Japanese word for love in there, it would sound a bit weird, because it would be something along the lines of, and I don't speak fluent Japanese, so don't quote me on this. It'd be something along the lines of, Oresuki Monogatari. Remember, you can send your complaints to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. We will be waiting for them with open arms. <laughs> and I will cry because you keep saying mean things to me. <laughs> oh, Sean, but when they talk about you behind your back, then they'll come and ask me out and I'll say no to them. That's all I ask for, Rem. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Don't worry, Sean. I'll be your blue ogre any day. If you know what I mean. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> We're a high-class cultured podcast. Oh, yeah, we are. All right. Before we close things out, we basically covered everything there is to talk about this particular show. I just want to talk to you about the genres themselves. All right. Because I didn't really get into too much detail on the genre of Shonen last time, and I couldn't really expound on Shoujo then either because, you know, whole separate episode. You gotta yeah. kind of separate these terms, kind of balance things out for the people listening. Yeah. I didn't really go into too much detail. Now I'd like to talk about the differences to kind of help you better understand the primary differences aside from just target audience. I definitely, like, they have different focuses when it comes to, like I said in part one, Shonen seems to really emphasize the action side of things. Yep. And then Shoujo tends to emphasize the romance side of things. You are more likely to find heavy romance in Shoujo and heavy action in Shonen. Right. But if I was to tell you that Toradora leans more towards the Shonen side, what would you think? No. <laughs> well, it's true because... It doesn't fit into either category. But the reason I'd say it leans more towards shonen is because of the focus on the male protagonists and the art style itself. Because really the biggest thing that separates shonen and shoujo is the art style. But I feel like with shoujo, it was definitely more flowery and more gentle of yes. an art style. But overall, I would say that the vast majority of anime that we've seen seems to match that much closer. You're not wrong. Toradora is interesting because it's classified as a more adult anime, targeted at people who want a bit more depth to their story while still wanting a high school type of thing. Wait a minute. 
I am remembering you argue that that was for teenagers when we were having certain conversations about this, you son of a bitch. They are teenagers, Rem. They can't have lewd relations. God damn it. Who would think of such a ill-conceived notion? Continue on your point. Yes. So Toradora has a lot of depth and a lot of uh, complications while still being, you know, high school centered. This is more directed towards, you know, the proper age group, people that are in this age group or younger. And, of course, that means it'll sometimes have a lot less depth. In this case, it definitely did have a lot less depth. Unless I suppose you... I, I can understand if you enjoy either of these genres and you're like, 12. Yeah. And that's not meant to disparage anybody who likes these, like you, Sean, who is not 12 years old. However, I don't understand if you like it when you're older. I definitely understand it if you like it when you're quite young. Okay, so you at least get that it is enjoyable to a large group of people. Yes. But you hate it. 100%. <laughs> but yeah, no, the biggest difference of the art styles is what you said. Shoujo's tend to be a lot more softer with more curving lines, more subtle accents, a lot more bright fluorescent colors. Flowers appearing everywhere is a common trope. I definitely prefer the shoujo art style over shonen, where it's very harsh and rigid and yeah. more detailed, but in a less pretty way. Well, you've only seen Fist of the North Star, and you have to remember, that's from the 80s. So that's kind of what when uh, TV animation was really getting going. It shows. It shows, yes. And more modern shonen tend to have a lot more curves and soft lines and smoother animations. They've accepted that shoujo is the better style. <laughs> a little bit. But they still have a lot of the harsh jutting features and the heavy shadows and, okay. the, and the dark, deep colors versus the light and fluffy colors that you get in shoujo. And I will show you a shonen uh, in a couple episodes from now, probably, that is a bit more modern so you can have a more sophisticated standpoint on what you think of these two genres. Because, yeah, having only one uh, focal point for each genre is a bit rough. Yay, I understand that. I can't wait to see more. I'm going to give you one that I have loved since I was a child and is unanimously considered one of the best anime of all time. How does that make you feel? That doesn't raise my confidence any. Every single anime we've seen has been so highly rated and beloved, Sean. Well, yeah, but this one actually managed to, I believe, get a ooh, an average of a 9 out of 10 on Mal. And if this were the normal world, rather than this crazy anime world which we find ourselves in, I would find reason to feel great about that, feel confident but alas, I'm stuck in uncertainty, doubt, and paranoia. Oh, don't worry, Rem. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm not. <laughs> so, I think that's about all we have to talk about today. Honestly, Rem, would you like to sit down and watch more of Takeo's antics with me? Not at all. Keep those terrifying lips and that bland personality away from me. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you would like to send in a question, comment, any feedback whatsoever, send an email over on to animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and try to keep your random flowers under your